podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Little down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and welcome to July. Folks, I'm pumped. I I think June is the longest month when it comes to the college sports offseason. May, you're kind of coming down from uh, college basketball season. June, just not much. Um, You know, I know there's college baseball. Uh, K-State did not make it to the postseason. Hopefully next year uh, the Batcats can help this month go a little bit uh, quicker, but we're in July. We're basically, uh, you know, only a month out from fall camp or preseason camp. Shout out to Kels Robinette. He hates calling it fall camp. Preseason camp. We're only a month away from August where preseason camp gets going In July, we'll have Big 12 Media Days. I'm not going down to Big 12 Media Days, but maybe next week I will talk about my ballot. I might bring on someone else to talk about theirs as well. Uh, But I I, I truly think July uh, goes a lot quicker when you're you're in that big, long uh, marathon offseason of college football. It is getting closer and closer. And hell, next offseason, hopefully... We'll have the uh, NCAA, EA Sports, NCAA football back. Uh, Time will tell on that one. Uh, Before we get started, uh, as we're here in July, folks, they are back for another sports season. Charlie Hustle. Folks, if you want the most comfortable, officially licensed K-State gear, Charlie Hustle is the spot for you. They are a local Kansas City company and they have the freshest designs uh, that, that I've ever seen. Everyone loves all the different throwback logos. Guess what? They have them. Oh, do you want uh, to get a purple KC Hart collar for your good dog like Chauncey has? Boom, they have it. If you're a fan of the pro team, they have the Arrowhead collection. They have the uh, Crown Town collection. They have the Sporting Club collection. If you are a Kansas City fan, they have the landmarks and the classic heart tee. You know I'm rocking my Charlie Hustle Americana shirt right now uh, as I'm getting ready for the 4th of July. Check out Charlie Hustle down on the plaza or shop Charlie Hustle online. They're rocking with us for this upcoming sports season all season long. Be on the lookout on our Twitter account. We're going to have giveaways every single month this sports season to get you all looking fresh. Rocking Charlie Hustle. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be back with Charlie Hustle. Uh, everyone knows that their crew necks are my favorite thing in the world. Even for a guy like me who's like long sleeves all season long, uh, you know, it's in, it's like heat index over 100 degrees right now as I'm recording this. I need to get me a 
couple Charlie Hustle tank tops. Uh, but it, it'll be a while, probably by September, it'll be crew next season. Again, the most comfortable crew neck sweatshirts in the world, short sleeve t-shirts, accessories, everything. I love Charlie Hustle. I'm pumped that they are back with us. All right, let's get into it because we had a massive, just an absolutely massive recruiting win. Another one and full disclosure, recording this, uh, in the afternoon of June 30th. Uh, you know, so a little time travel here. I'm I'm actually taking time. I'm going up to Illinois for a handful of days, uh, which it's kind of a sketchy time to be doing that because there are so many recruiting battles that are going on right now. Uh, and I'll touch on that here in a little bit. Uh, I'll kick off talking about the big recruiting win, and that is Caden Massey. So K-State picked up. Caden Massey, uh, he's a Kansas kid from Linden, Kansas. Grew up as a Wildcat fan, but folks, this was this was a massive recruiting win. Like I, I think there are some folks like so like the Gus Hawkins recruiting win. Uh, you know that was a quick one. That was a fast one. He grew up a K State fan. K State was able to close in on the Mill Valley product and really keep everyone else at bay. That was not the case with Caden Massey. This was. A regional, so all the big time regional schools were in play, plus some of those like kind of middle class teams uh, from the Big Ten, upper middle class, like with Michigan State, Ole Miss. Uh, he took an official visit to Ole Miss, took another official to Oklahoma, uh, took another official to Nebraska. It really came down to K State, Nebraska, Oklahoma. I think, I think when it was all said and done. Uh, Nebraska maybe finished second. Um, it, it, it really was, honestly, as someone who who reads as much about these recruitments, uh, just takes in basically probably too much. I probably followed too much about some of the recruiting. Uh, it sounded like K-State was always in the running, and it went back and forth between Oklahoma and Nebraska, who was going to be the uh, the, the number two team. And really, and we talked about this earlier, uh, you know, what, a, a couple a couple weeks ago, um, when it comes to K-State recruiting, that this has become the new norm. You know, early on in the climbing era, uh, some folks tried to say, oh, Iowa State was kind of the, the boogeyman. And then it's like, oh, you know, if Nebraska wants a guy, you know, they, they might get him. And now, you know... It used to be unthinkable about consistently beating Oklahoma for recruits. Um, again, Oklahoma State used to be a school that you had to worry about, especially with Kansas kids. That's not the case anymore. It, again, I, I'm not saying we're, we're going to touch on a, a on the, the last kind of high-profile Kansas recruitment battle that K-State will be in on here in a second. But, but it's getting to the point where no matter the caliber of the kid, K-State is going to be a player if they want him. Now, there's a pretty good tight end in the class that's going up to Iowa. K-State has taken so many tight ends in the last few years. We weren't really in on them. And I think for 2025, there are going to be some legitimate national recruitments um, that you're going to have to deal with. And we'll see... What K State can do with those, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take time to talk about 2025 
uh, recruiting right now. We're, we're going to focus on 2024. But with Caden Massey, again, according to uh, 247, this is the number one player in the state of Kansas. The number one player in the state of Kansas and the number 25 offensive tackle in the nation. This is a guy who is right on the razor's edge of becoming a four-star over on 247. And again, all the different sites have different grades on them. I think all four of the major recruiting sites on three rivals, 247 and ESPN, all four of these publications have a different guy who is number one in the state of Kansas this year. Um, There's a handful of guys, and and funny enough, K-State has three of those four already committed. Um, So this is a guy who, at least on 247, is right on that razor's edge of being a four-star. And I truly think that he might be the most athletic offensive lineman that Connor Riley has brought in. This is a guy, again, in uh, Linden, Kansas. And again, this is something about athletes in the state of Kansas and I, I, I think that the reason why uh, in the past, uh, especially in football, that athletes in the state of Kansas have been overlooked on a national level when you want to talk about getting that four-star and getting that national uh, recognition for the caliber of football players that they could become, these guys are playing three or four sports Massey's no different. He's also a basketball player. I think he he throws in track and field. This is a guy who, for his size, for his frame, he is a crazy good athlete. And that that's something that has become the norm for K-State football recruiting, especially at offensive line. I think when you have a strength and conditioning program that Coach Tremaine Carroll has put together... Uh, and when you have the tactician in, in the mind when it comes to coaching up the offensive line like Connor Riley has, taking these athletic guys who can put on 30 to 40 pounds of muscle in the proper training with Coach True and learning that technique and learning the concepts with Connor Riley, they're going to set themselves up to possibly be players who are going to be millionaires one day playing in the NFL. And I think some of the dramatic uh, transformations, some of the dramatic uh, you know, player development offensive line has almost been um, clouded or covered up by the fact that, hey, K-State has had uh, basically the entire climbing era, they've had the same core of guys. You know, a, a few guys have come in and out, due to graduation a few guys have rotated in and out due to injury but for the most part you know you've seen Cooper Beebe almost the entire climbing era you've seen KT Leviston almost the entire climbing era you've seen Duffy around the entire climbing era you've seen a lot of these guys stick around for long segments of time so you haven't been able to really, unless you're inside the program, unless you're at practice, you haven't been able to see firsthand what the offensive line development has looked like on the field. I mean, because they're not getting out there. And, and I and I think that there are some folks, there, and I say some folks, there are two or three people 
who have decided to come at me, who have decided to argue with me on this and say, oh, well, if, if Connor Riley's offensive line recruiting has been so good, why haven't we seen anyone overtake her? Oh, if the development's so good, why haven't we seen the change? And, and I, I think that is so short-sighted. Um, and for better or worse, folks, in 2024, we're going to see it because uh, I, I think, what, may, maybe only uh, Panzer's going to be back next year. I think that's the only guy who's going to be back. So you're going to have four out of five new guys on the offensive line next year. Um, but but I, I truly think that the quality of prospect that we are getting in, especially on the offensive line, combined with the strength and conditioning, combined with Connor Riley, the coach, the tactician, and even the schemes – I think that we are getting to the point where you can pencil K-State in to being a top three offensive line year in, year out, no matter what the circumstances are. I truly believe that is where the baseline is coming because of how they've continued to recruit this position, one through five, and getting these athletes and honestly having the positional flexibility. Now, Massey is a guy who I, I think is your uh, can be a prototypical tackle. I think he has that sort sort of size, but I do think that he has the athleticism, and, and I do think that he uh, is a type of guy that hey, if you want to put him in at like left guard and have him pulling around, you know, absolutely destroying guys, Ala Cooper BB, he's going to be able to do that. He has the athleticism. He has the, I believe he's going to get the footwork. Again, the, the footwork you need for basketball versus what you need to be a pulling guard. There's going to be some differences, but when you when you look at it and with technology, you can see this kid's football film. You can see his basketball film on huddle. This is an absolute athlete. And again, if you look at the competition, you look at everyone who was going all in on this guy, you know, Lane Kiffin trying to throw everything he has in the playbook to try to get him. You can't help but be over the moon excited. Um, I was having this conversation with someone talking about the level of recruiting and where, uh, you know, Chris Kleiman is and on on the trajectory. And and I I think that we are truly still on the rise. I, I think we are getting very close to getting to the point where, hey, we, we, we are going to see the maximized uh, Chris Kleiman era of recruiting. And while it's never going to be, or I don't believe it's ever going to be to the point where you're bringing in the majority of your recruiting class are these blue chip guys, you're not bringing in anyone who is, ah, you know, is this really going to be a player? Seemingly every guy they are bringing in is this level of high three-star, borderline four-star type guys that completely changes your floor as a football program. And that's what I want with the recruiting with Chris Kleiman. I have so much faith in the strength and conditioning and the coaching that we currently have in place. If you can get me to the point where, hey, the level of athlete, the level of football player that we're bringing in, hey, Seven wins would be a bad year. That, that that is that is where we are getting, and that's what we've seen with the Chris Kleiman class. And again, if they continue this sort of development, I see no reason why they're not going to be a year in year out Big Twelve contender. 
The last thing about Massey, and, and, and before we move on to the recruiting battles that will be going on, it's another Kansas win. And I talk about this a lot during the Sunflower Showdown. We talked about it a lot last year when there was a lot of blue chip recruiting. And, and I think we're going to talk about it again next year as well. Because again, uh, I think the 2025 Kansas class is going to look a lot like the 2022 class. But as someone who has a ton of pride in the state of Kansas, someone who probably paid more than he, he, he should have uh, just so you could live back on the Kansas side of state line, uh, being in the Kansas City metro. I, I th- There's something that hits you in the fields. There's something that hits you in the gut when you see a Kansas kid deciding to stay home uh, when there are a ton of options. Again, you, you can go to the regional blue blood of Oklahoma. Uh, you, you have the allure of of the black and white TV days of Nebraska's glory time. Um, Again, there's a period of time where Oklahoma State seemingly was getting almost anyone they wanted in the state of Kansas. Uh, Missouri, uh, SEC trying to get in on it. Ole Miss going down with all those pretty blondes and sundresses down in Mississippi. Being able to keep your high-quality players at home being the State University of Kansas, uh, because that, that is what the university was founded on, giving the opportunities to people from the state of Kansas and seeing heroes from the Big 12 championship uh, being from the state of Kansas, seeing the future superstars of the football program being from the state of Kansas, it just makes it feel a little bit different. This is what kind of differentiates, at least for me, college football from the NFL and and, and the romanticism around, hey, this being your school, hey, representing your state, it being more than just a piece of clothing, being more than just a colored jersey or a logo on a helmet. Um, these are some of the things that lets that romanticism, lets that pride and make things just kind of feel a little bit more important, really kind of hit you in the gut a little bit more often that you're never going to get with professional sports. Um, and, and quite frankly, you're not going to get at some universities. Uh, so so this, this one is just super special to me. And, and I, I think Caden Massey um, could be a, another one of those, uh, you know, next great offensive lineman from the state of Kansas. Before we get into some of the ongoing battles, uh, not only with football, but basketball as well. Hey, they're not going anywhere. Manhattan Brewing Company is still rocking with us. We're coming up on a year-long relationship with them. I never want it to end. These guys have the best brewery in the state of Kansas, and I promise you, your new favorite beer is waiting for you on tap at Manhattan Brewing Company. The next time you're in the happiest place in the world, Manhattan, Kansas, check them out. They have their third anniversary party going on later this week. They're going to have all sorts of special beer releases. They're going to have 80s-themed events going on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the tap room. Folks, check out Manhattan Brewing Company, and I'm going to say this. On a random you know, afternoon, 
in July. You might just see me there recording some podcasts. Uh, I'll be doing some stuff on location in Manhattan Brewing Company, the best brewery in the world. Again, grab some four-packs, grab some crowlers to go, and politely tell your local liquor store that they need to be carrying Manhattan Brewing Company beer. I teased it. Uh, There's one more massive recruitment that is ongoing in the state of Kansas. And again, I'm, I'm kind of risking things here. Things can happen so fast in recruiting that, uh, you know, I, I hope I hope it's outdated by the time you're listening to this. I, I hope, uh, you know, all these guys pick K-State. But I'm going to touch on it because uh, that's really outside of uh, a new era of the Big 12, which I, I think I'll have an episode for you guys having my thoughts on this new era of the Big 12 coming out on Wednesday. Um there's two in football and two in basketball that are kind of ongoing. It could happen at any point. Let's hope they're all Wildcats. I'm going to start with Michael Boganowski of Junction City. Um, this one really is coming down to K-State in Oklahoma, but this is another national recruitment, regional recruitment. All the regional players are trying to get involved, taking visits to Florida State, Stanford, um, this is a playmaker at linebacker, and he is kind of the, uh, you know, composite number one player in the state of Kansas. Now, uh, I think only Rivals currently has him as the number one, but he's like the number two guy everywhere else. He is the highest, uh, most sought after player in the state of Kansas this cycle. He can play safety. I think K State has him as a linebacker out of Junction City. And it's another one where it's going to come down to K-State and Oklahoma. This is, the if K-State were to be able to pull this one off, get another recruiting win over Oklahoma, and grab the top four guys in the state of Kansas, um, it, 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 would, it would truly kind of rival last year's haul of players from the state of Kansas deciding to stay home. Um, if you follow the recruitment, uh, K-State truly is kind of playing on that family feel, uh, you know, having his brothers suit up in the K-State gear for the official visit pictures. Um, I would absolutely love it. And this is a recruitment that uh, you have to applaud Chris Kleiman and everyone involved. There, there's nothing more that they could have done. Um, if you go back to the end of the Bill Snyder era and even maybe the first year first 18 months of the Chris Kleiman era, you would hear kind of whispers of, oh, you know, K-State didn't do this. Oh, K-State didn't do that. I I, I think a light switch went on, and, and I, I think that they really empowered Taylor Bratt um, to get things done that he wants to get done. And there's staff buy-in uh, from Chris Kleiman all the way down to all the assistant coaches. And from that moment on, K-State football recruiting has slowly begun to climb the mountain and get to the potential that it has. And winning Michael Boganowski at that recruitment, that would be maybe one of the top four or five feathers in the hats of this uh, recruiting staff. And again, as a Kansas kid, um, again, I, 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 don't, I, I think it sounds like um, it, it could be happening um, early July. Uh, and if you get that, all of a sudden 
you're in a position where you get to be very picky almost anywhere on the field when it comes to finishing up this class. I don't think the 2024 class is going to be very big, uh, but that is probably, uh, it is the final massive battle in state. I I hope we get them. It's going to be nerve-wracking. It's probably going to go down to the wire, uh, but I'm just really pleased with how K-State has been recruiting, especially locally. And then, you know, finally, up in Iowa, uh, a top 100 prospect. And, and again, if, if you pull this one off, I talked about how, uh, you know, Boga would maybe be a top five uh, feather in the cap. This might be number one or number two right next to Avery Johnson, and that's Grant Bricks. He's a top 100 prospect. The consensus, everyone has him as the number one player in the state of Iowa. And this is going down between K-State, Nebraska, and Oklahoma, just like it was for Massey. Again, this is going to be the best interior interior offensive lineman prospect because I I think he's listed as the number one interior offensive lineman prospect um, in the country for 2024. And it, and it is coming down to another battle between K-State, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. He took an official visit to Alabama Alabama offered him on that visit just a couple weeks ago, and it sounds like uh, not even Nick Saban can really get into the mix, and it is going to come down to K-State, Oklahoma, and Nebraska. If I sound like a broken record, uh, I, I, you know, I, I keep bringing up those three schools. It, it truly is the regional blue blood, uh, the black and white darling. And K State, and, and that's those are the waters that K State is now recruiting in. You know, it, it is K State amongst those two schools, as well as you know, you see a lot of Michigan State, you still see a lot of Oklahoma State, um, Missouri. These are the teams that we are now battling instead of KU, instead of Oregon State. And if you are able to pull off bricks. I already think you could make an argument right now that this is the best collection of offensive line talent you've brought in in one single class. Um, you, you get bricks and there is no argument. It, I, I think that if you bring in Boga from Junction, Junction City, I, I think you can have an argument of maybe this is the best collection of in-state talent going head-to-head with last year's group. Um, I, I just think that every single year... As we go on in the Chris Common era, it just keeps getting better and better and competing with some all-time superlatives. And these are two to watch. Uh, after that, I, I think they really kind of reset the board and figure out what directions they want to go. I think you're going to have to find a defensive end or two. You're going to have to put, find a wide receiver or two. Uh, find a couple defensive backs. But really, when you look at how young, or I, I shouldn't say young, but when you look at how many guys could be coming back next year. This is not going to be a massive class. Again, if you were to pick up Bricks, if you're able to pick up uh, Boga, all of a sudden, you have a handful more spots you got to fill for next year, and then some transfers. And then, folks, it truly is kind of getting like, all right, lock back in. Let's go win another Big 12 championship. Um, I couldn't be more pleased with how Chris Kleiman has gone about building maintaining and improving this football roster and uh folks if if you're if you're able to go uh two for two on these final two targets three for three with massey boga and bricks uh 
it'll be one of the hottest streaks K-State football recruiting has ever been on. Uh, we'll wrap up talking about uh, two big-time visits from West Virginia. Uh, thanks, Bob Huggins, um, for, for going off the deep end and, and making an open season on your roster. shouldn't make that joke, um, but I did, and it's too late, and I'm not going to edit it out, so I'm sorry. Um, but you got Joe Toussaint and Muhammad uh, Waggy, Waggy, something I, I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's, uh, you know, one of the six man contender of the year from West Virginia and Joe Toussaint at a guard and, uh, Mo, I'm just going to call him Mo, Mo dub. Um, and so I can make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. Mo dub, uh, both of these guys, ironically enough, have cooked K state, uh, in different games. Um, I believe in that, uh, overtime game in Bramlage Coliseum, uh, Mo, went off and I, I think he had a double double against us. I think he averaged, I think four points, four rebounds last year. Um, he, he's going to be a junior six ten, super athletic. Uh, his freshman year, he was at a, a junior college out in Pennsylvania was a Juco all American and the level of athleticism in that body and his skill set fit in perfectly for what Jerome Tang wants in his center, in his post. Really a rim-running guy, pick-and-roll type guy with athleticism to guard the rim. Uh, and then Joe Toussaint, again, I you know, Alabama is going after both these guys. Uh, Texas Tech is going after Toussaint. It is going to be an absolute battle recruiting. But, and, and, and I hesitate to put this sort of expectations on it but but if you go back and listen to our conversations with king marco born and anthony winchester last week um they're trying to build this roster to compete for national championships they're not trying to build rosters to make the ncaa tournament uh they're trying to build rosters to win the big 12 they're not worried about you know finishing sixth place in the big 12 and, and all that type of stuff I, I don't think that even if you pick up these two, I don't I don't know. Um and, and no, I, I, I do know. You're not going to have the coaches pick you to be the favorite to win the Big Twelve. Um I don't think all of a sudden you're going to be a one seed on Joe Lenardi's next bracketology, you know, summer way too early bracketology. No, I, I don't think that'll be the case. But if you were to grab these two and you couple them with Tyler Perry, who's already on campus, you couple them with uh, Arthur Kaluma, who just got to campus, uh, the improvement from Cam Carter, Naquan Tomlin coming back, David Gasson. Folks, I- I'm here to tell you, you get these two guys in, and I, I'm gonna be, I'm I'm gonna come on this podcast. I'm gonna be freaking out, going crazy, and say, look out, we we will be contenders. For the Big 12. It doesn't matter what Houston's going to do. It doesn't matter, you know, how high people are on KU. It doesn't matter uh, if folks think, hey, Texas is going to have it figured out because they're going to be rolling five future pros out there in their starting lineup. Um, I, I, I truly believe that from 1 to 13, K-State might have the most talented roster if they are able to get these two guys in. 
these are the, these are the waters. These are the conversations that we're going to have to start having because all of a sudden you're going to have a backcourt of experienced power five guys that can go head to head with any backcourt in America. When you look at what you have on the wings with Tomlin and uh, Arthur Kaluma, you're going to have some of the most hyper athletic guys, future NBA draft pick guys out on the wings for you. And then you're going to have a collection of three big guys, all of which are capable of stepping out and guarding and switch situations with Colbert and Mo. You're, you would have guys who can protect the rim. I'm not kidding folks. And, and then you, you couple in the three top, uh, you know, 100 freshmen you couple in Taj Manning and Dorian Finister, who both are out in public saying, hey, I think I'm going to be good enough to start for this team. I, I think that 1 through 13, this might be one of, if not the most talented rosters in modern college basketball if you're able to get things done with these two recruits. I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. There has never been a time in the history of K-State athletics in which things have been looking better for both of the major programs. I know they won the Big 12 in the same year. I, I understand that. But there was a uh, a level of, okay, Bruce was able to do this. Let's see what happens. And uh, you had so many guys leave. You didn't have the pedigree ste- stepping in. And there was just kind of the uh, whole Bruce era. I don't, I don't need to recount it. Everyone remembers what the Bruce era was like. Bill won that Big 12 championship in 2012. And and I think we all assumed that, hey, this was the pinnacle. Things would be okay. There would be good seasons after that. But I don't think anyone thought, hey, we're still on the ascension. I think we all kind of thought, okay, hey, we made it back to the top. I don't think there's a single K-State fan out there who thinks, okay, hey, that was Kleiman's peak. Hey, that was Jerome Tang's peak. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. We The arrow is pointed up on both programs. Now, are, are, are we going to win the Big 12 in football and go back to the Elite Eight next year? Ch- odds would say no. Odds would say no. What they were able to accomplish last year was super tough. Super tough. But the way these two programs are building, retaining, developing rosters... And the ability to coach in game, I, I just I just think that we we've never seen a brighter future for for a combined athletic department with these two guys. I I'm over the moon. I'm over the moon. And if if we land, if, if again these are two massive recruitments going on, you know, f- high school guys for a football team, these two transfer for the basketball team. If we were to go four for four. If we were to go four for four on these four, uh, it'll probably be the most incoherent, blabbering mess of a podcast of me just celebrating. Um, so that's all I have for this episode. Make sure to check out our sponsors, Charlie Hustle and Manhattan Brewing Company. Uh, I promise they're putting out some of the best products in their space in the entire world. They're locally owned 
in the happiest place in the world, Manhattan, Kansas, for Manhattan Brewing Company, and the heart of America, Kansas City, for Charlie Hustle. They're rocking with us, so please check them out. Hope everyone has a safe 4th of July. I want all my boneheads to have all their fingers. Uh, Celebrate responsibly. And that's all we have. Uh, God bless America. So for Chauncey, and for Wildcat fans everywhere, we love you guys. Go Cats. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors everywhere. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the Podcast Network.